welcome to None of This Is Real. It's a podcast. It's like weird and mysterious. Oh no. I'm Doomsday Domini. Oh, I'm Sarah Sinkhole. And boy, am I sinking into that hole this morning. Oh no. Oh my God. You're sinking in and you're throwing stuff everywhere. There's cats. I'm sinking fights. in. Oh my God. Seriously. There's. It's been a morning. Like I said earlier, it has been a doozy of a morning, y'all, okay? So give us a break. I mean, like Ugh. you already do. If you're listening, you're probably already prepared. You have us given us so many here. breaks already, and we appreciate it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks many for the thanks. breaks. Hey, Sarah. Yeah, what's up? Has anything weird or mysterious happened to you since we last spoke? Let's see. Well, we've been sick for pretty much the entire the entirety of 2020 <laughs> which isn't that long thank goodness no thank goodness but still it's just varying degrees of sickness lorenzo lost his voice which is funny because i'm the one that talks way more so <laughs> i should have lost my voice but he lost his voice and then was using an app to talk to us so he would just type something, and it was this like robotic British woman, and it. I was just, I laughed a lot, and then uh, he started saying really creepy stuff like, "Old voice, daddy is dead. New voice, daddy reigns supreme," and all this really oh creepy stuff. Oh, so that was pretty weird. Just been sick and weird, and uh, yeah, for two days weird. I had to listen to a robot woman speak to me did he start saying sexy things in the robot voice there were a couple um sexy sexy comments and i was like that's just not gonna work for me <laughs> you're gonna have to stop that <laughs> nope no thank you british robot woman she is getting fresh with me and i do not appreciate it oh also mm-hmm. here's this i've been saving it still since we were recording i went over to drop leave on off at my mom's and she got us Oh my god! Matching alien onesies. <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but I'm seeing the most glorious thing, ever, maybe that I've ever seen. <laughs> Sarah is an alien with I'm like, an alien antenna. Yes, and I have a little. It's gray and, and bright green. I'll take a picture and put it on the Instagram after this. Please, where'd out. she get the onesies? Um, she went to visit my aunt in West Virginia, and she always they always come back with something random to give us. And this time she's like, I was at the Kroger, and all of their Christmas stuff was on sale, and I couldn't resist these alien union suits. So me and Levi How got- How is that a Christmas thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you found an- Your mother found- Let me recap- an yeah. alien onesie, matching alien onesies for you and your son at Kroger, which for y'all who don't know is a grocery store. Correct. In the yes. for sale Christmas section. Yes. And all I have to say is this just confirms <laughs> that Kroger is a magical place because I don't know if you remember, but that is where mm-hmm. I manifested the Dr. Pepper flavor <laughs> sparkling water. I got it. I got it. That Kroger is managed it's by It's the aliens. same exact Kroger. Yes. I think so. Yeah. So I got cool. to move to Charleston, West Virginia, so I could be near my magic Kroger. <laughs> Sarah, why are you moving to West Virginia? There's just a magical Kroger down the street. I need to be near it. Okay? Don't ask any questions. Just drink this Dr. Pepper flavored sparkly water and put on this alien union suit. And you'll understand. <laughs> Enough. Enough about me. Tell me something weird that happened to you. So this is actually very appropriate because of what we're talking about today. So I thought I would tell you now. I had a dream about having sleep paralysis. Whoa, that's totally bizarre. Inception. It was was sleep paralysis inception. So I didn't have sleep paralysis, but I dreamt that I did. And in the dream... I was forcing myself to wake up and then I woke up in the dream and was still in the dream. (laughs) It was like taking my contacts out. And then I really woke up for real. That's crazy. Although maybe you actually did have sleep paralysis because the one time that I had it 
the worst. I kept thinking I was actually waking up like several times. I would be like, this is it. I'm out of it. I'm awake. And then the last time I was like, I'm definitely awake now because I was in a bed. But then I realized I was in the bed with a terrifying old woman who was crawling towards Mm. me. So, yeah, I'm so creeped out. And it's the middle of the day. Oh, (laughs) what's new? (laughs) Help, help. Somebody go hold Damini's hand. No, I'll. That would be creepy too if you just show up here. <laughs> Stay away. Okay. So, oh no, we gotta. We gotta go. We so, can't do this. In the dream, while so I, it was like I was floating and it was really peaceful, and then I realized I was dreaming. So had I been more calm, I might have been able to. I don't know. Do um. What do you call it? When you lucid dreaming, lucid dreaming, and I didn't. Instead, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm dreaming!" And then I freaked out about it in the dream, and that's when I started forcing myself to wake up. It was yeah, Whoa. it was strange. So it was that is strange. Inception. Did I tell you about the dream I had a while ago where someone close to me died, no. and I was like grieving really hard, like in the dream. I physically like my chest hurt. I was. I was grieving in the dream, and I realized it was a dream sometime in that grieving process, and I was sitting there, and I said, this isn't real. This is not real life. This is a dream. I'm going to close my eyes, and when I open them, this person who died is going to be on the couch next to me, and I closed my eyes in the dream, and I opened them, and there they were sitting next to me, and I was like, immediately felt better, and I woke up, and I was like, whoa, I think I just controlled my dream i like actually lucid dreamed and it was very pleasant awesome because i fixed the horrible thing yeah i have dreams where i feel the emotions like super intensely which i think most people do well after it's appropriate that we're talking about dreams and that you are yawning every five seconds (laughs) because that's what we're talking about this week yawning just kidding we're talking (laughs) about the mysteries of yawning no, just kidding. It's dreams. But do you want to tell them the exciting news first? Oh, yeah. We've got oh. merch, y'all. I was like, what we are you talking merch. about? We have merch. And I'm adding more designs every day. I'm gonna, After we get off here, I'm going to put a couple more up. I think there's four up now. But it's on Redbubble. So that means you can get it on lots of different things like leggings, which I'm totally going to get, uh, shower curtains, um, you can get a prints, none of this is real mugs. shower curtain, y'all. You know you want one. I'm going to make the like super creepy design and put it on the shower curtain so you can have a scary shower. <laughs> okay, so if you go to redbubble.com slash people slash N-O-T-I-R podcast. Okay, sweet. And you know, yeah, if, there right. is something, if there's something we've said or posted or talked about that you would you you have any requests for designs i am totally down to um to make whatever y'all want so just you know hit me up and i'll i'll doodle something spooky for you yeah and if you click on so go go check out the designs we have i think there are four up there right yes i'm gonna add more by the time this comes out there's gonna be more than four but yeah that's true i always forget that we're doing this a week early yeah so click on the design and then if you scroll down a little bit it'll say something like this is available on 40 other products and you can look at coffee cups and shower curtains and leggings there's like a dress there's a tunic dress or something stickers coffee cups travel mugs um tote bags always gotta, gotta get a good tote bag so you can tote your weird stuff around and my favorite right now, which the thing I think I'm going to order first, is the um, human condition hand w- in a print and hang it up in my podcasting Aww, space. I love it. Yeah, Levon was like, do they make kids' sizes shirts? Kids, And I said, you want one? He was, so, he was so excited. He ran into the other room after he saw what I was doing, and he was like, Daddy, Mama's making merch. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Which design does he want on a kid's shirt? Um, I don't know. I don't know which one he likes the best. I'll have to ask him once I'm done. I did I really whip up like a really good Carl Sagan design last night that he thought oh was funny. Oh my god, yes. I, y'all, this Carl Sagan is the, it's, 
it's spectacular. I can't wait for you all to see it. It's so silly. And it's the first in a series. I'm going to make a series of like scientists and other people we talk about. Anyway, Socrates. so check it out. Thank you. We love you. Socrates. Awesome. So speaking of your dreams coming true, because now we have merch. You're welcome. Connected it again, even though we were we stopped Get talking about dreams. So many segues. Writing in all directions. But really, like, what are dreams? Why do they happen? What is the deal with dreams? Why are they so weird? Yeah, I'm going to drop my science turd first this time, which is usually not the way we do it. But Well, I have two weird theories just to, like, put, just like a, put a little whipped cream on top of your science turd as a topic. Mm. So I think mm. it's, it'll be really, it'll flow really nicely. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited. The turd is going to flow really nicely. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me cite my sources real quick. Aunt Margie. This one's for you, Marg. The Science Behind Dreaming by Sander van der Linden. Whoa, that's a great name. Sander van der Linden. Yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> Sander Vander. I'm changing my name. Anyway, okay. how scientists are studying dreams in the lab by Angela Chin, an interview with the journalist Alice Robb, the author of Why We Dream, The Transformative Power of Our Nightly Journey. God, these freaking titles. Scientists <laughs> are finally figuring out why we dream, and it's probably exactly what you'd think, by Michelle Starr. What's your dreams actually mean, according to science, by Jeffrey Kluger. Now, I've already talked so much, I'm done. That's enough. I, the titles were long enough. I understand everything just from the titles. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. No, for real. For real, for real, for real, for real. So, like I said, I'm going to start with the most skeptical view of dreaming, which is the active hypothesis, which states that dreams don't actually mean anything. They are just electrical brain impulses that pull random thoughts and imagery from your memories. And uh, after you wake up, it's natural for you to like try to make a story out of them. So it's just, it's more about what your waking brain thinks about the weird shit your sleeping brain did. But given all the realist, realistic aspects to your dreams, as well as um, evidence that other mammals, such as cats, also dream, there are some evolutionary psychologists that have theorized that dreaming really does have a purpose. And this is so cool to me. And this is what I, this is, this feels right to me. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. It's called the threat simulation theory. So this has been proposed by a neuroscientist called, oh, I'm so sorry, neuroscientist, Antti Revansu. I should really read these words out loud before I do this. Um, of Sweden's University of Skovdi. Skovdi. Sure, why not? The theory suggests that dreaming should be seen as an ancient biological defense mechanism that provides an evolutionary advantage because it's simulating potential threatening events, so which enhances your neurocognitive mechanisms required for effective threat perception and avoidance. So it's basically your brain is running fire drills in your sleep. In other That's words... That's nice of it. Like, get me prepared. Yeah. yeah. Your scary-ass dreams are just your brain practicing for when scary-ass things happen to you in real life. Great. Thanks, brain. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I'm not trying to sleep or anything. So, for instance, there is what a dream we've probably all had at any point in our school career is dreaming about not studying for a big test. Right? You go to yeah. school and you're like, oh, my God, there's a huge test. I didn't study at all. Um, and even when you're an adult, you still have those kinds of dreams. Um, it's basically your brain being like, hey, don't do this thing. <laughs> or like There's dreaming also... that you're late for something. Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. your brain's going, this is going to happen to you. So just, you know, get ready. Figure out what, how not to make it happen. I'm so eloquent. I know. All right. So you, this is the dream about losing your teeth, which is I hate that dream. And I haven't had it in a long, long time. And apparently this is a very widespread dream. So, Turkey Buzzards, if you're listening um, and you've had this dream, tell us about it. Yes. Because I want to know how many people. Maybe we should do a poll on Instagram. Have you ever dreamed that your teeth fell out? 
So some people think it is about anxiety uh, about saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, which if that's the truth, either I've gotten over my anxiety about doing that because I've accepted I'm just going to fucking do it all the time (laughs) or (laughs) that's not true (laughs) because I feel like I'm real good at saying the wrong thing at the wrong time and I never have that dream anymore. Um, It also may be about bodily deterioration, which is something everyone fears even when you're a kid. My son's teeth are falling out right now. Ooh, it sounds weird just to say that out loud, actually. Yeah, um, and he's he's having anxiety about it a lot. Like he'll just randomly come up, and, and now we've gotten to a point where he says, "Mama, say the thing, talk me into it." He says <laughs> instead of talking me out of it, he says, "Mama, talk me into it." And I, so I've got this rote thing I've just been saying, which includes the thing about my dad who had a baby tooth until he was forty-one. <laughs> and so i say it's totally normal it happens to everyone except papa and then he laughs really hard (laughs) like it's not gonna hurt blah 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 so like you know the teeth dream i think because it's weird that your teeth fall out it is it's very unsettling especially if you're a kid and you don't know if you're not used to the idea right yeah and your body is deteriorating every day Sorry, but it's the truth. And so (laughs) that's like a, you know, and we also live in a culture that's like, don't get old. The only young people count when you're old. You live in a society. You're you're worthless. Jesus, don't we, though? It's Mm -hmm. it's a lot. All right. So that's one of the widespread dreams. So the fact that there are so many uh, dream themes across different populations and radically different cultures is actually not that unexpected because we all have in common a primal deep primal things that are beyond the surface level of just our culture Uh, so here's a quote we share a lot of genetic programming so even modern humans continue to be concerned about large animals with big teeth Uh, the idea of nudity as social exposure is universal too even in tribes that wear very little in most cultures inappropriate clothing means shame so everybody dreams about scary animals, your teeth falling out, you know, being chased by something, your teeth falling out, and uh, being naked when you're not supposed to be. <laughs> These are all... Is th- you know what? Let's just take a moment to appreciate that. That's what really connects us. Our shameful, shameful dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all the our things terrifying... we are freaked out about. Yes. That would also explain why dreams tend to involve primal settings, like you're running around, you're being chased, and these things that don't really have much to do with our modern lives. Like, how many times is an animal chasing you if you live in the city? Probably not that often. It's probably a creepy person, not an animal. Maybe like a goose. Goose. A goose will chase you. Yeah, fuck geese. Just, you know, away, away. Stay over there. I like you from afar, geese. Sorry. Anyway, so... They were also less likely to have dreams about more modern things like reading, um, writing, and activities that are, you know, like watching television, using your phone. Have you ever dreamt that you're trying to use your phone and you can't do anything Yeah, that's right? how you should know you're in a dream. Right, yeah. The if phone you can't, won't if you, work. And that's one of the things I've also read that, like, if you want to try to lucid dream, that one of the things you can try to be aware of, I don't know how you even do that, is like if you're if you can't read, if you're looking at something that doesn't make sense, if you're trying to use your phone, then you're you're definitely dreaming. Or you could be having an episode. So <laughs> maybe you're on something because I can't ever use my phone if I'm on a hallucinogen. Don't even I can't I can't look at it. <laughs> no, we can't do anything. Obviously, that's a story for another time. Okay. So now I have some um, studies and things about um, emotions and memory and stuff. And I've subtitled them because I was really feeling myself when I was writing these notes. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Please. Dreams. Okay. All right. Here we go. Dreams and emotions. You can't hide your bullshit from your sleeping brain. Oh, man. No, you can't, guys. Sorry. So Matthew Walker... Um, and, and his colleagues at the Sleep and Neuroimaging Lab at UC Berkeley found that a reduction in REM sleep, which means less dreaming, influences our ability to understand complex emotions in daily life. 
scientists have recently identified where your where dreaming is occurring in the brain because there is this really rare uh, condition mm-hmm. that's called. Oh, see, here we go again with the things I should have said out loud. Charcot Wilbrand syndrome, which has been known to cause, among other things, the loss of the ability to dream. Ah, oh, bummer. Yeah, but there was a patient that that I guess she had this. She she couldn't dream. But she had virtually no other neurological symptoms. Oh, she didn't have this disease. I'm so sorry. I'm wrong. She had a lesion on the part of her brain known as the right inferior lingual gyrus, which is located in the visual cortex. So, like, you can pause it. You can, you can. Deduce. Anyway. Deduce. You can deduce. I can't deduce, but you can. Um, from that, because that's the only thing that was wrong with her. She couldn't dream, right? And then she had this lesion on that part of her brain, which means that that's the part of the brain that we use a lot when we're dreaming, which is also the part of the brain that is associated with visual processing, emotion, and visual memories. So, along with night dreaming, there's also daydreaming and, you know, mind wandering when you're just like, thinking about stuff as you do it's all on a spectrum and they involve a default mode network which is part of the brain that gets involved with when everything else is quiet and you're not actively engaged so it's involving the medial prefrontal cortex and medial temporal temporal lobe (laughs) yum sounds delicious so many science words I love how it sounds like I'm talking. I know what I'm talking about. No, it doesn't. Um, so. So because your visual cortex is engaged and all those other parts of your brain, it means you're having an intense visual experience. So that's why in dreams, I don't know about you, but I don't really smell stuff in dreams. You know, and you, you hear things, but I don't. I feel like I don't talk a lot in my dreams. I'm more like, it's, it's predominantly hearing- visual. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if I've ever smelled anything in a dream. I'll have to think about that. Yeah, I can't recall that I ever have. So, um, along with this emotional bullshit, one of the theories is that you're dreaming about things that you're suppressing. So shit that you're not thinking about during the day, you're purposefully saying, uh-uh, not going there. At night, mm-hmm. your brain turns on you and it's like, oh, you're looking at it. You need to look at this. It turns on you. Yes. So the psychologist Daniel Wegner found that if people were told not to focus on something before going to bed, they're more likely to dream about it. He told one group of students to focus on a target person before bed and told another group not to think about this target person and found that the group that was trying to avoid the thoughts reported more dreams about that person. So if Mm. you don't want to dream about somebody, think about them during the day. Go there. Deal with your bullshit is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yep. Huh. You have to trick your brain or your brain will betray you. Fun, fun, fun. You betray your brain first. You be the yeah, one. You, you got to get ahead of that. All right. So now we're going to go in a little different direction. Dreams and memory and your weird ass brain. Christina Marzano and her colleagues at the University of Rome have succeeded for the first time in explaining how humans remember their dreams. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, isn't that crazy? So they pre- they predicted the likelihood of successful dream recall was, was based on a signature pattern of brain waves. So they invited 65 students to spend two consecutive nights in the research, research lab. During the first night, they just let them sleep to get used to the room. And during the second night, they measured their brainwaves while they slept. So we have four types of electrical brainwaves, delta, theta, alpha, and beta. So each represent a different speed of oscillating electrical voltages, and together they form an EEG. So this Italian research team used the technology to measure the brainwaves during various stages of sleep of which there are five like i said before rem sleep is when the most intense dreaming occurs so they woke them up at various times and asked them to fill out a diary telling them whether or not they dreamt how often they dreamt or if they could remember anything 
So the participants who exhibited more low-frequency theta waves in their frontal lobes were more likely to remember their dreams. So increased frontal theta activity looks just like successful encoding and retrieval of autobiographical memories while we're awake. It's the same oh. thing, which is so cool to me. The brain is just is so fascinating. Awesome. So, so that same research team later used MRI techniques to investigate the relationship between dreaming and the deep brain structures, whatever that means. So they found that vivid, bizarre, and emotionally intense dreams, which are the ones we usually remember, are likely are linked, excuse me, linked to the parts of the amygdala and hippocampus, which pr play primary roles in processing memory and emotional reactions and um, consolidation of information from short-term memory to long-term memory, which goes along with the other theory about like, it's your brain is just a computer and while you're sleeping, it's just processing all the shit that you put in it during the day. Yeah, my mom always used to tell me, I think my mom told me this, and I've done it, that if you study something right before bed, or if you need to remember something, that if you study it before bed, that you'll remember it better in the morning. So yeah. like if you have yes. to take a test, so I do, I still do this because I still have four freaking classes left to get my damn <laughs> bachelor's degree. But if, <laughs> I just almost spewed I coffee will, out. If I have the option, because I'll have, I'm online, right? So I have the option of taking a test, like between this day and this day. So I will make sure a lot of times that I study something and then I won't take the test right away. I will sleep. I'll have a night of sleep and yeah. I'll take it the next day. And that helps. I think, I think it's helping. Well, from um, the sound of these studies, I think that you're onto something. And that is something I've been told before. And I think it was in one of the articles that, that um, if you learn something before you sleep, it will stick in there. It'll stay. Cool, that's a good tip. Brain hack. <laughs> You're welcome for all this science stuff I don't understand and some brain hacks. All right, so this last part here. Gosh, I took a lot of notes per usual. Dreams and stress. So the more stress you have, the more dreams you have, or your life be crazy so your dreams be crazy is what I've written here. <laughs> very, so, uh, very well said. Oh, thank you. I know I'm very articulate today and every day. You're welcome. So the Swansea University Sleep Lab recruited 20 volunteers for a study. And they made sure these 20 volunteers all were able to recall their dreams frequently. So that's part of the study. So they had to make detailed journals of their lives for 10 days, logging their major daily activities, personally significant and emotional events, and any concerns that may have been on their mind. Then the participants had to record how it made them feel and rate the intensity of that emotion using a numbered scale. This sounds like a nightmare already. I would not want to do this. <laughs> Probably a good thing to do, but ugh. I'm like, I don't need to, no one needs to know how intensely I felt about the most minute thing <laughs> that fucked me up. <laughs> All right. So on the evening of the 10th day. They spent the first of several nights in a sleep lab being monitored by EEG caps. These were able to observe and record their brain activity associated with all the sleep and brain shit I already talked about. So after 10 minutes of each of these sleep cycles, they would wake them up and ask them what they were dreaming. Then they compared those dreams to the journals. And here is the crazy part. So the number of events recorded in the diaries was linked to the intensity of theta waves. So the more a person had going on in their lives, the more intense their REM sleep was. And it was mm. only the REM sleep that was affected. The, the sleep when you're not dreaming wasn't affected. Huh. So dreams that had a higher emotional impact were more, or excuse me, events that had a higher emotional impact were more likely to be incorporated into the sleeper's dreams than, you know, like boring everyday stuff that you do. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it totally makes sense, which I think is probably that has to do with the first theory or, you know, the second theory that I talked about, about it being like fire drills where your brain's like this horrible thing happened or this stressful thing happened, let's dream about it so we can figure out how to deal with it. 
Because you're not thinking about it while you're awake. <laughs> it's all connected. Oh, I did write down the study about make, dreaming making you smarter. So, in 2010, at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston, 99 people were administered a task that required them to navigate a three-dimensional maze. Then they were given a break. And during their break, they were just supposed to do, like, some people just were reading, um, hanging out, just relaxing. And then others were instructed to try to take a nap. Those who did nap and dreamt about the maze showed a tenfold improvement the next time they went through the maze. So um, napping is incredibly good for you. No doubt. Yes. If you want to do better at something, do it for a second, then take a nap, and then wake up, and you'll be better at it. Yes. <laughs> magic napping. Oh, naps are magical, aren't they? All right. And so I have a last creepy little study here. And I have titled this part, Maybe Hide Your Brain from These Scientists. Okay. So there was a Japanese... <laughs> don't go here. Don't go here. There was a Japanese study a few years ago where a group of people were... They actually created a very crude dream reading device. So they scanned people's brains while they were awake and, and told them to think about different things, like a computer, a food, a person... And then they looked at those patterns and then matched them to the patterns of the sleeping person's brain later. And they correlated with what the people said they dreamt about when they woke up. That's spooky. So, isn't it creepy as fuck? I'm like, no, I'm not ready for that. And why? Why do, it, why do we need that? I mean, I get it. It's just to understand the brain. And that's great. Because we need to understand it because it's scary and obviously fucking with us at all times. But <laughs> still, though. Still, though. That one, stay out of my... That one spooks me. Get out get, of my dreams. Get into my brain. <laughs> get in my brain, baby. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That's enough of that. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> I, that totally does make sense to me. Because I still have dreams. I am 37 years old. It's been almost two decades. Actually, I mean, I worked at a school, so maybe that would have something to do with it. But it's been almost two decades since I personally went to school, and I still have dreams of, like, not being able to open my locker, not being able to find the classroom that I'm supposed to go to. I still have stressful school dreams. You need to think about that while you're awake. I guess. I don't know. I wonder what that means. I used to have a recurring dream about a shark with polar bear legs and giant wings that chased me down a hallway. And as I was running, the, f the floor was falling out from under my feet. The shark thing was flying. A cryptid. Yeah, I made up my own cryptid in my sleep as a child and terrified myself with it. God, brains, please. Sounds just like you. I'm not yeah. surprised at all. I have also had lots of recurring dreams about a place where I drive around. And like, if I think about it right now, I can see what it looks like. Um, there's a house that's creepy and kind of dimly lit with a bathroom that has a bunch of dead leaves all over the place. Um, I have a lot of bathroom dreams. I think I've talked about that before. I think I actually told my bizarre yes. Jerry Seinfeld bathroom dream in one episode. Yeah, and I can't. It's an early episode, so it's a really good story, though. So y'all, you've got to go back and listen to all. I'm not going to tell you now. To find it. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. You have to go find it. Do you ever? Ha do you have recurring dreams? No, I've never had a recurring dream. My mom used to. Really? My mom my mom used to have a dream where she was over, she was on like a a hill and it sounded like she was in the um, like almost like early settler days or something in the Whoa. United States. Yeah. And she was like looking over a hill and watching a village with like she I think she described smoke coming up from a fire. I'd have to ask her again. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I really can, like, close my eyes and see the place in my dream that I used to dream about all the time. What do you think? Does any of that real? Does one, do one of those theories sound uh, interesting to you? Yeah, I think that it all sounds real. I think all of that science is explaining or helping to explain what the hell is going on in your brain um i don't believe that they don't mean anything so i think no i don't so believe i always that i always like both i always like to incorporate the science into 
the other weird shit I like to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to think about weird shit too, but ultimately I always settle on like, you know, especially if there's studies where I'm like, oh, that totally does make sense. It, It feels like what I already thought dreams were, which is your brain just processing everything during the day because when especially in this modern day in this the times we live in we're very busy there's things happening all the time you know there's like constantly sensory input everywhere you go you can go to the fucking gas station and there's a commercial playing at the gas pump like jesus christ it's there's yeah, just I so much those. stuff coming at you all the time that there's no we're way to stimulated I'm so overstimulated. Jesus, I need to go live in a hole in the woods. I'm ready. But anyway, so I, yeah, it makes sense to me that because of your brain while you're awake can't possibly be, you know, taking all that in and processing it, that it would do that while you're asleep. Yeah, no, I, I agree that that's true. I think it's both. I mean, I think that some maybe and maybe it's like some of your dreams are more meaningful than others. And some of them are simply processing. Or and some of them are sexy or... dreams. Which leads directly into what I'm going to talk about. Oh my god, you and your segue. <laughs> okay, y'all. So all of that sounds great. All the scientific stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me tell <laughs> Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I love science. I also love weird fucking theories. So I have two theories that I love to think about that are they're just thoughts on what dreams might be and here at the top of my notes I've written what the fuck are dreams two theories (laughs) (laughs) um I will tell you my sources an article from the cut called five of humanity's best ideas of what dreams actually are by Drake Bear Uh, An article from Psychology Today called Dreams and the Many Worlds Interpretation of Quantum Physics by Dr. Patrick McNamara. Article from MysteriousUniverse.org called Dreaming and Travel to Other Dimensions by Brett Swanser. And a ranker listicle, your favorite, called 20 Crazy Stories About People Who Have Had Prophetic Dreams That Came True by Amanda said like Heavener. My God, so. these titles. <laughs> Those we, are my we sources. We know what a prophetic dream is. It's not prophetic so, if it doesn't happen afterwards. You don't have to say. <laughs> well, now you've gotten a little insight into what my theories are going to be. So the first one is yeah, that just a dream, little. dreams are prophecies, right? So pragmatic okay. prophecies is what okay. one of the articles said. Now, I ha- and I've known people who say, um, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but I had a friend who had a dream about her mom going to work and there was a fire and she warned her mom not to go to work. And her mom went to work anyway and there was a fire, but she was like able to get out. So well, that's good. I'm glad she was able to get out. Yeah. So it's, I've heard several people say things like that. Like I had a dream and then this little weird thing happened or something kind of significant or whatever so yeah I, have, I know people who have said those things also so while dreams might be all of that practical stuff that science can explain um they might be prophecies and i'll tell you about <laughs> a couple of famous prophetic dreams the first was queen maya the mother of siddhartha dreamt of a white elephant entering her side which was said to be a prophecy of her son becoming the buddha and that was around 500 bc so that's kind of cool that is cool and these are real real old right (laughs) because yes that's very old in genesis in the bible the pharaoh dreams of seven sickly cows devouring seven handsome ones and seven sickly ears of uh grain devouring seven handsome ones and that was a prophetic dream that came true of egypt's seven years of plenty and seven years of famine so this has been going on forever y'all is creepy as hell seven what did you how did you describe the cows seven sickly cows devouring seven handsome ones i for some reason that just gives me the creeps i don't know why i don't like it 
to picture like a sick cow eating another cow. Oh, I don't like it. Move on. The cows don't eat cows. It's very weird. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, dreams are fucking weird. We've established that. Um, here are some examples from modern times from regular old people on the internet. Um, oh, there's goody. one Reddit user named o- OESJMR who says, I've only had one premonition type dream and it came true within hours. In the dream, I was standing in a field looking up into the morning sky, watching a fireball fall with a smoke tail behind it or a smoke trail behind it. Pieces of it were breaking off here and there. I was with a handful of other people who I did not know, and we were all looking up in amazement. A radio was on, and there was a man stating, do not touch any of the pieces from the spacecraft that may crash to Earth due to potential radiation contamination and things of that nature. We all stood looking into the sky for a few more moments before I woke up. When I woke from the dream, I noticed it was still dark outside, so I looked at the clock. It was 2.35 a.m. I got up, drank some water, laid back in bed, and thought about the dream for a while. I was having trouble going back to sleep, so I turned on the radio, and I eventually drifted back to sleep. I woke up in the morning, and to my disbelief, I was hearing the same voice on the radio from my dream hours before, now saying similar things. I thought, what the hell is going on? So I turned on the TV, switched it over to the news channel, and saw this video on the screen. Space Shuttle Columbia had just disintegrated during reentry. I get goosebumps even today thinking about it. Whoa. That's cool. I like that. I mean, and we don't know if these are true stories. It could just be a a very good writer. Of course not. It's the internet. Yeah. That's a cool story. Cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, maybe it's true. And I have one other cool story, bro, from uh, from a, a Reddit user called Word Blender. When my daughter was 16, she had a recurring nightmare about a man doing horrible things to children. Oh, She'd God. never seen the man before, but could describe him perfectly. Long, stringy hair, slender, in his late 30s or 40s, early 40s, dirty and unkempt. One mm. day, she was with me Ugh. when I went to pick up my son from a friend's house. As my son climbed into the car, a man walked out of a house a few doors down. My daughter had a complete meltdown, screaming and crying that this was the man from her dreams. I got a quick look at the man before she completely panicked, locking the doors and crying for me to leave. Just leave. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As I'm reading that, the dogs next door started howling. and Oh, he gives me the creeps. Okay. <laughs> when we got home, I talked to both children. Neither had ever seen this man before. I spoke to my son's friend's parents. They did not know the man either. They said he had just moved in a few months prior and they rarely saw him outside. A few days later, a huge story broke about a child sex ring. And yep, it involved that same man. His name was what? Harry Robbs. This happened in Clovis, Ugh. New Mexico in 2003. So you could look this up. Um, she says, fortunately, none of my children were involved. We did not know any of the victims. I feel so bad for them. And I'm glad Rob's and the other adults got caught. Ugh. So that that one sounds more realistic to me. Like maybe that for real happened. I mean, you can look up the story. I didn't look up the story, but you could look up the story <laughs> of that hey, guy. I will say, well, first of all, that story is disturbing. And fuck that guy forever. Um, obviously. But... I don't know. My whole thing about all this is like memory and uh, sleeping and children are all very unreliable sometimes. Well, this this one, this young lady was sixteen. That's when you're able to remember a lot better when you're sixteen and tell your and articulate to your parent. That's true. Sixteen is older. So anyway. But. Gross. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that okay. story. I'm super yes, I'm disturbed. Go- I'm moving on. I was just wanting to creep you out. So now I have some dreams are less prophet- prophetic, but more like a key that unlocks an idea for the dreamer. And this could probably go along with some of your science, so you might like it better. <laughs> um, <laughs> here are two famous examples. Niels Bohr, the father of quantum mechanics, often spoke of the inspirational dream that led to his discovery of the structure of the atom. 
So he had, he was trying to understand the structure of the atom, but none of his configurations would fit. So one night he went to sleep and he was dreaming about atoms. So his brain was doing the processing thing. Um, And he saw the nucleus of the atom with electrons spinning around it, much like planets spin around their sun. So immediately upon waking, uh, he felt that the vision was accurate. But as a scientist, of course, he knew he had to validate the idea. Right. And he went into his lab. He searched for evidence to support the theory. And it was true. Um, His vision of the atomic structure turned out to be one of the greatest breakthroughs of this day. Uh, He was later, of course, awarded a Nobel Prize for physics as a result of this leap in creative thinking while he was asleep. That is so fucking cool. And you do, I mean, if you work in a science lab, like I used to work retail and I would have retail dreams all the time. I would go home and be dreaming about working. So it makes sense that you do something all day, you dream about it. And whatever was keeping his waking brain from making that connection, his sleeping brain was like, hey, hey, look, look, we figured it out. Yeah. It's in here. Well, and a lot of, a lot oh, of musicians so cool. say that songs come to them like right when they wake up and things like that. So here's one more example. Einstein. As a young man, Einstein dreamed he was sledding down a steep mountainside going so fast that eventually he approached the speed of light. And at this moment, uh, the stars in his dream changed their appearance in relation to him. He awoke and meditated on this idea, and he formulated what would become later one of the most uh, famous scientific theories in history. That is so awesome. Here's one possible explanation by me. Oh, my God. What did I write? Aliens. Remember... (laughs) just wrote a possible explanation by me i'm scared Uh oh uh oh aristotle made the argument that during sleep we're detached from the bullshit if you will of the waking world (laughs) (laughs) Uh um and so subtle impressions are able to give us a better sense of the future so basically your mind can relax and process all the info it can't when you're dealing with your life well that makes sense okay it wasn't that Uh, that's exactly what i said that's exactly what we said already aristotle yeah Coming like in I hot t- with the hot take a long fucking time ago. Oh, that's why I wrote by me, y'all. I'm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> because the, I didn't write that. I was joking that I am Aristotle. Wow, you wrote a joke and then you misunderstood your own joke. <laughs> god, we're good yes. at this. Because I was sitting here thinking, which philosopher did I say that I was in a previous episode? Plato? No, it was Plato. It was Aristotle. You were Aristotle, and I'm P.D. Pablo. Yes. Motherfucker. Yeah. So that was an argument made by Aristotle, who I previously (gasps) was in a past life. Okay, anyway, y'all get it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, real quick. Well, what I'm my takeaway from that from those um, scientists having dreams is that, you know how you can, we've talked about citizen science projects where you can just like let someone use your processing on your computer that you're not using. Just like, here, I'm not doing yeah. anything with this part of my computer. That's what your fucking brain is doing. Yeah, it's like, you're not using this right now, right? Okay, cool, I'm gonna do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and I think that means that we all need to read about theories and science and things we don't understand and then maybe we'll start having dreams that put it all together maybe that's a good good idea um i have one more theory dreams are glimpses of a parallel universe or another dimension and for this i'm gonna have to talk a little bit about quantum physics oh no Um, so there is a, an interpretation of quantum th- physics called the many worlds interpretation or the multiverse theory, Yeah, yeah. which is basically every time a quantum experiment with different possible outcomes is performed, all outcomes are obtained, but we only see one outcome. And that is the one that's measured and observed in this world. The other outcomes actually occur, but each in a different world. These other unseen worlds are considered absolutely real. So 
Basically, every possible outcome and configuration exists simultaneously until a sentient observer forces one reality to exist by observing it. By observing it. Yeah. (laughs) That's, oh, oh my God. Look. Help. Quantum physics, nobody understands it. No one. It's not even a thing. And and I, it's like one of those things that it's starting to get on my nerves. Like the, it's one of those phrases or words where every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, great. Quantum fucking physics. You're just going to use that phrase to explain whatever BS you're trying to push. It's quantum physics. Okay. Okay. Vibrations and frequencies. Quantum physics. It's That's all I have to say. And it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. So believe whatever I'm selling. <laughs> Uh, some philosophers ask if, and I ask this too, can these worlds <laughs> interact with each other? Can they? The, wor- the, the many worlds that exist simultaneously, can they interact with each other? Many say no, um, but okay. some say but- there might be a reason to believe that they can because one way that these worlds could interact with each other could be through our dreams. Since dreaming largely consists of simulations of what might have been, what might be for the future, the common sense and the most reasonable explanation, of course, is that they just occur in the mind of the dreamer. But fuck that. Uh Um, So I'm going to go with this (laughs) hypothesis. Dreaming actually depicts events occurring in a real alternate world. And if that is the case, then my dreams and your dreams are portals into an alternate reality okay sure mm-hmm. so what if you, for example if you keep dreaming about being in a different profession or living in a different house or a different country or like that place that you dream about all the time sarah then perhaps it's because you've actually experienced that in another timeline and timelines are just overlapping so- Timelines are always overlapping. So what you're telling me is that there's another reality wherein I live in a house with a bathroom full of dead leaves. <laughs> I don't want that to be yep. real. You need to sweep your bathroom in your other Oh my god, all right. When I get it together. Before I go to bed I'll, tonight, I'll dream about myself giving you a broom in that timeline. Okay, sounds good. That all um, that we have talked about before that déjà vu the idea that deja vu is timelines overlapping. Yeah. Where, like, every decision you make branches off to a different reality, and when you have deja vu, it's because somehow two realities ended up in the same place at the same time. Oops. Whoa. How embarrassing. We're, we're the same timeline. Oh, my God. I'm wearing the same timeline to this party as my other reality is. <laughs> so I just wrote this last little bit. So through dreams are we getting snapshots of how our lives could have gone differently question mark um one idea is that since our conscious mind and the barriers it constructs are lowered it allows our subconscious mind to cross over into these windows between realities so similar similar idea as the people who had their scientific breakthrough breakthroughs like it your mind relaxed enough so it could cross to the other reality for a second. Okay. I thought you I thought you said scientific brain fruit. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I like that. Whatever that is, I like it. This banana yeah. came from my brain. It's a science it's banana. Scientific brain fruit. I just pictured like a really weird spiky kiwi type thing that when you eat it, your brain gets more powerful. <laughs> I wish that was real. I'd be eating them things all day, every day. All day, every day. Okay. I so, thought you were going to say something about how um, aliens gave those gave those scientists their brain fruit in their sleep. No. <laughs> well, for some reason, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, any minute no, now, but... she's going to tell me a- something about aliens. <laughs> Look, I could definitely come up with a theory about dreams and aliens. But for now, I'll just ask you, is any of that real? Um, the scientific brain fruit is real <laughs> it's i mean you know people it's i'm eating it now um people i do think that because uh, that goes along with what you know what i talked about in my science turd which is your brain is just processing stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i believe that i also believe that if you do have some sort of seemingly prophetic dream it could be that you're misremembering um 
your dream or you're just making it fit into what happened later because memory is unreliable as we have talked about many times or maybe it could be intuition that you're experiencing during the day but you don't acknowledge it because we don't trust our intuition as much as we probably should Mm, Um, yeah so at night your intuition kicks in and is like hey 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 I think this thing's gonna happen because of other subtle clues that you're not picking up during the day what about the dimensions what about the other dimensions um that would be pretty cool and also kind of scary but i'm not convinced about other dimensions yet i'm not i'm look i know it's uh, i we've we've put up this uh dynamic here where you're like yeah i believe everything and i'm like "Uh uh-uh no way man but, you know, I think we're both flexible in those things. And on American Hysteria, Chelsea Weber-Smith um, used the term flexible skeptic, which I like. I think that's what I'm going to refer to myself as. A flexible rationalist, a flexible skeptic. I I'm like flexible. it. Well, then what am I? Because I don't believe everything. We've definitely said things no, on here where you're I'm like, a, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you, that's what I'm saying. We're, we both have a little bit of wiggle room. I'm a jiggly skeptic. Wiggly, ah, yes, skeptic. I like it. I'm, you're a jiggly skeptic, and I'm a... A wiggly believer. A wiggly believer. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Well, I guess... Yeah, that's it. Well, um, my jiggly friend, would you like to ask the Magic 8-Ball <laughs> anything? Yeah, duh. We got to ask the Magic 8-Ball if aliens told Einstein about the speed of light. Just kidding. Um, are... Are our dreams portals to another dimension? Okay. Let me warm up the Magic 8 Ball. It's been a minute because I forgot it when I came down there and recorded with you. That's true, you did. It's been so lonely and disused up there. It's a your... good first question. Okay. Okay. Magic 8 Ball. Oh, mystical, magical portal. Not portal. Oracle. I'm so sorry. I called you a portal when you're an oracle. Oh no. Are our dreams portals to another dimension? For sure. For sure, dude. (laughs) For sure. All right. You heard it here, folks. Can't argue with the eight ball. (laughs) No, no. It is a plastic novelty oracle. You cannot argue with that. Um, okay, well. Now that you know that, please go dream about us and also rate and review us. Um, we yes, would really please. appreciate it. If you could just take a moment out of your day and, and give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, this is how people find us. It's how other weirdos can find us. Yeah, and we need all the weirdos we can get in this world. Also, follow us on all the things. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All the socials. All the socials. What else? Oh, please send us your weird and mysterious stories. Tell us if you've ever had a dream about your teeth falling out. Yeah, you know how people say you shouldn't tell people about your dreams. Nobody wants to hear that. It's boring to everyone else. We don't believe that. We want to hear about your dreams. (laughs) Tell us about your weirdest, weirdest dreams, your sleep paralysis, your teeth falling out, your being chased by cryptids, whatever it is. Yeah. You can even tell us about the sexy ones if you want, I guess. Yeah, we we might incorporate that into some of our globsterotica that we're actually, we've done some work on. So you'll see that coming soon. Email us. We're about halfway done. Yeah. Email us at noneofthisisrealpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also slide into our DMs. You can also send us a recording of your voice telling us whatever you want to tell us, and we'll put it on the end of the podcast. Yeah, and if you want to hear that Globsterotica, um, it'll be up on Patreon, so keep an eye on our Patreon. You know, check us a little money. We could do some more stuff. We could uh, put out some more content. That's right. And what else? Oh, please go shop our merch, y'all. It's so exciting. Yeah, buy some of that sweet sweet weird gross merch we're making <laughs> yeah it's it's red bubble slash what is it people red bubble slash people slash n-o-t-i-r podcast or you can just t- type in none of this is real and you'll see like our turkey buzzard logo or not logo but the turkey buzzard design and stuff and you, you can click on our store from there too it's easy yeah i tagged everything if none of this is real so that should work Yay! Yay! Um, yeah, and then uh, just remember that while you're looking through our sweet, sweet merch, that you don't have to believe in any of this. No, you don't. You shouldn't. 
Uh, but you do have to believe on yourself. You do. Please, please believe all over yourself. Moisturize your dry, dry winter skin with that belief. In your elbow creases and everything. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye.